0: And uh, that's uh, you know Jersey's a dangerous team. They got some speed at their forwards. They got some guys that can really scoot. So I thought we uh, thought we did a pretty good job. We got the lead and against the team that played last night. And even though it's not as hard as it used to be, <laughs> but uh, but it was a good solid win. And Jason finally scoring. Yeah, Jason. What, what was he doing tonight? Was he doing anything? You know what he was. Tonight? He was just. You could tell there was just a hunger around the net. He was just. He was, like he was whacking it, chopping it pucks, and he got to the net hard. So I think the frustration, it just got to the point where he just wasn't going to be denied, and that's, uh, that's a good sign. Get one, and hopefully he's a guy that, if you look at it, he's usually scores in streaks, so hopefully that's a good sign of things to come. Dave, at the tail end of last
1: season, Miko Koskinen was very honest in his own assessment, saying that his play had tailed off a little bit. What are you seeing from him in the crease that's maybe allowed him to grasp
0: a little bit more control? He's just solid. He's, you know, he's he's rested all the time. He comes in. He's got good practice before his starts. And both guys, you know, for the most part, have been really solid. And he got in there tonight. Like, there's, I think, the one... Real great chance they had went off the crossbar, but, but other than that, you look at it around, you didn't have to make outstanding saves. Was just in position. He made the game look simple for him, so that's a, that's a strong game by a goaltender. He's positionally sound, just right in tune with the game, and uh, got rewarded with a shutout. Uh, Dave you mentioned uh, Pearson um, what did you like
2: about his his game tonight after you know coming up uh, the... just
0: uh, nothing there was nothing special about him he got a couple of assists by getting the puck going to the net but uh but he was just yeah we were hoping for a bounce back game from him he moved the puck all right he was efficient not not losing uh not losing a lot of battles just being on the right side of the puck he just he just did things simple and uh, efficient tonight and not kept them out of trouble
2: and there's was a lot of talk this week obviously about uh Nugent Hopkins la- lack of production uh, mm. not the case tonight uh, yeah. what do you see
0: from from him? Yeah, a couple of real good assists tonight like he's he's been around it he's one of those guys that we talk about that he's around some chances but either they're not going in for him or they're not going in for his wingers so once some people start scoring around him then it looks like he's getting some points so that's what happened tonight and Hawes scored again. He looked like he yeah. could have been hurt there when he crashed into the board. Yeah, he looked like a little accordion going into the boards there, but he seemed all right. He came back in the third and played, so he's uh, he keeps growing. His game keeps growing. He's, he's uh, The face-off circle's been... He's getting better in there, and uh, it just looks like he has the puck more. He's more in, more in tune with the game, so he's got to keep growing, but uh, his game is going the right direction. And when Ch- when Shane's there, you win more face-offs, obviously. On the left side, yeah. Left side, on the left side, yeah. Shane and Archie jumped in tonight and gave us a real strong game. Like, just their their reads on the penalty kill are really good. I mean, they they were strong.
1: Chase, I made a joke about uh, his mom being in the crowd was there a little extra jump from all the guys with the mom. Probably, down?
0: you know, like I think that's a factor. I do, you know. It's hey, you want to impress your mom, right? So hopefully, if that was a factor. It's two more games that are coming up. Hopefully it's a factor in those.
3: Alan says, moms don't give me advice like dad. so yeah. dads. Moms are just very and Dads are always very
0: advice. Moms, you can play good or bad. It doesn't matter to them. They're still going to love you. Yeah. Sometimes dad or coaches aren't the same out of the same mold. All right. Hey,
3: All right, that is Oilers head coach Dave Tippett, courtesy GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices. GCLDiesel.com. The Edmonton Oilers win it 4 0 over the Devils. Scoreless after the first period in the second. Dry on a breakaway. Then Haas and Neal a minute six apart. And then Chase on the goal they were talking about on a power play in the third to seal the deal. Reid Wilkins, Rob Brown in Studio 99. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. Thanks a lot for listening tonight. Miko Koskinen gets his fifth career. Shutout, out Robbie. He makes 26 saves. He's 6-1-1 this season. Uh, he's been excellent. Uh, beginning of the season, there was
4: question marks throughout the lineup. For you and I, we always thought that goaltending would be the biggest question mark for this team. You know, you had Koskinen coming off an, an off end of the year last year, and Mike Smith, who had you know, uh, an off year for him in a a pretty good career, and and you're hoping that these two guys can pull it together, and they, they have. They've been outstanding. Now, the one thing is neither one of them has had to be outworked. Uh, because they they've been able to split their timing, so you're not there's no fatigue isn't an, an issue. And Koskinen, there was a lot of questions about you know is his glove hand are they are they taking advantage of that? Can he adapt to the the smaller ice surface? And, and he talked about the fact that he practiced a lot on a smaller ice surface over the course of the summer to prepare for this year, and it shows. Uh, he, he's he's had one goal that I can remember on the season that he might want back. Other than that, he's given them solid starts. He's given them a chance each and every game that he's played. And I don't think he was tested as much tonight, but he made a couple saves at big moments, so he looks so much more confident, comfortable in control than he did throughout most of last year, and the team feeds off that when they know that their goaltender is comfortable in that and confident and nothing's going to get by them they can go out and play the game without that fear of the big mistake so Goskin in another excellent start
3: yeah and you might look at four nothing and say oh well okay that wasn't too tough but you know like i said scoreless after the first with 25 minutes left in the game it's still one nothing edmonton could have gone either way Koskinen was was making the saves that he needed to make and then eventually the Oilers were able to extend so yeah he's been he's been a big positive and, and you said it I mean he has he's had nine appearances really one goal I mean there's always goals you we say ah, well maybe I'm sure he would have but I mean there's really only really been one obvious goal where you said that that's got to be stopped that was the one against Arizona and hey even in that game they got a point yep. right he, he battled after that and, and got him into overtime alright the penalty killing four for four tonight Riley Shane, who I'm going to make the fourth star of the game for White Eagle Homes, built from the homeowner's perspective with thousands of personalization options. Visit whiteeaglehomes.ca. He goes 13 out of 19 in the face-off circle for 68%. He and Archibald started the penalty kills. What did they do that made them so effective?
4: Well, they worked off of each other. Uh, when one player was forcing in a certain place, was aggressive, the other player knew exactly where the puck was going to go. So the aggressiveness continued, and they just kept flip-flopping in the defensive zone. They are aggressive all over the ice. They read the plays very, very well. They got pucks out when they needed to. Uh, Shea and one face offs which is very important on a PK to start with. You never really got to see until the very last power play where Subban had three or four shots. You never really got to see if Jersey had uh, a quality power play or not because they never got set up. Uh, The Oilers did such a good job at keeping the puck to the outside and Jersey just kept rimming the puck back and forth around the boards and fighting for it. And I can tell you from experience, that's frustrating. When you can't get set up, it is very, very frustrating. So uh, they, their names aren't all over the, the score sheet. But as Dave Tippett talked about, they had a huge impact on this game because the New Jersey Devils, who aren't going to generate probably a whole lot five-on-five, five, weren't able to generate anything on the power play because of their penalty-killing units.
3: Oilers win it 4 nothing over the Devils whenever they score five or more in a game. We turn on the Japanese Village goal light on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. That allows you to print up a coupon for an appetizer at Japanese Village. A Steak, succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your senses. The Oilers' record on the season is now 11-5-2. They're 6-2-1 and one here on home ice. You can reach us at 780-496-0063. You can also text 63630. We will welcome Bradley to the show. Bradley, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Hey, thanks for taking my call here, guys. Um, I was going to talk about
5: Koskinen, but it sounds like Rob kind of touched on it, so I'll just kind of switch gears. I know at uh, the beginning of the season, our goaltending was probably the Achilles heel, just speaking on behalf of most Oilers fans. Do you think uh, getting Mike Smith, just that presence and him being like known to be really fierce, like feisty and really intense, do you
6: think that's played a role in our performance as having a 1A and 1B for our goaltenders?
4: I, I think two things, or actually more, probably more than two things, that have really uh, solidified the goaltending. Obviously, the play of Mike Smith. He's come in and played very well. He has a lot to prove. He's had a he's had a great career. Uh, I, I think a lot of people probably wrote his career off after the season he had last year in Calgary, but he's been good that way. I think the playmaking ability, the fact that he gets out and plays pucks, moves pucks. It gives a little creative edge on the back end. It, it helps the Oilers, when, when the Oilers get in trouble is when they get stuck in their own zone. He keeps the puck out of the zone as quick as possible. Like he gets the puck and he snaps it up there. So I think that helps. But I think his the demeanor that he brings, the, the swagger that he has, I, I've heard it from many people. And if you watch the Oilers' benches, the Oilers seem to be a quiet team. They're, all their leaders are, are, are quiet individuals. Leon, Connor, Nuge. Uh, Darnell like the, not real boisterous guys don't walk around with a lot of swagger but the, the, the additions they brought in with Neil and with Mike Smith and Net, they come with swagger you notice when they're in a game they play with edge I mean Mike Smith plays with edge as a goaltender so that that's contagious so yeah I think the addition of Mike Smith now obviously if Mike Smith comes in with swagger and doesn't play well well it, it's completely different but he has swagger he's played well And he's given the Oilers a one-two punch. They do not have to ride one goalie. And we saw last year when Koskinen got tired, he wasn't as effective. A well-rested Koskinen this year has been excellent.
3: All right, Bradley. You are going to finish the play. You already have up to eight days parking at JetSet Parking, the best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online jetsetparking.com. Self park as low as 5.98 per day with the promo code CHED. Here we go. Harrison angled it off the wall. Chase on back past the nugent Hopkins. He'll carry it into the zone. Feather it back one timer. Chase on and a save made by Schneider. And he didn't look like he saw that one all that well either. All right, that was a close call for Chase on. He eventually would get one in the third so to finish the play Bradley how many goals did Chase on have last year 22 or 8 uh, he just got a brand 22. new contract because he had a
4: really good year yeah it's a good call I'm going to say 22
3: he had 22 absolutely to go with 16 assists last season for the Oilers gets his first goal tonight. Bradley, your name's going into the grand prize draw for one hour at Fast Track Indoor Karting. That's valued at 1000 bucks. Safe Adrenaline Pumping Fund. FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. The goal scorers for the Oilers tonight. chase Chason, Haas, and Neal. Neal got uh, hit in the foot with a puck shortly after scoring his 12th of the season, but he did come back for the third.
4: Which was good. When you have a guy as hot as Neal has been to start the season, I mean, he's got 12 goals on the season. I mean, that's a that's a season for a lot of players, and he's already got it thus far. You don't want him missing any time. Uh, he's sort of solidified the second line, which I thought was much better tonight uh, with Nugent Hopkins and Chase on. He comes back, and it's funny, too. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who has not scored with the... Uh, the at, at the the pace that he usually does in the National Hockey League again has a puck going towards the net deflected right in front tonight it's Chase on that deflects it in but I think he'll keep taking the assists if his teammates keep scoring the goals so as well as Neil scoring tonight huge goal for Alex Chase on.
3: well I, I thought Nugent Hopkins had had a very good game he had a rough night in the faceoff circle tonight two out of nine though he is over fifty percent for the season I mean I thought he had a tough game against St Louis some some plays and some maybe lost battles that usually wouldn't happen to Nugent Hopkins, but he was right back on top of it tonight. He briefly had a three-assist game, but they eventually <laughs> uh, gave chase on one on, on Neal's goal, but Nugent Hopkins looked very, very good.
4: He, he was, and, and, and he knows that uh, he could be better five-on-five five than he's shown. We've seen over the last couple of years uh, what he's capable of doing. He had the career year last year. The expectations were very, very high, for him this year and and it didn't get off to the start he wanted he was good tonight he was very good the puck was going in for for his line mates that's important uh he had the, the pass that he made to leon dreisaitl to spring him on the breakaway that's a great play a great play by Nuge. first of all take making the look finding him in there and then putting it tape to tape so uh, Nuge was a, a good game and if, if they can get that second line going playing at the capabilities that they should be playing at then this is a much, much stronger hockey club. And tonight we saw that because you didn't have to rely on line number one because lines two, three, and four were very good.
3: Well, what have we talked about? The Oilers have, well, their their seven and one start was largely goaltending and special teams. Mm -hmm. And tonight they got goaltending. They clearly won the special teams battle. And plus they got a depth goal for Haas. And, And again, we're not saying that lines three and four each have to get a goal every game. But you've you got to kill penalties and you've got to score, you know, every, every second game w- would be nice to go along with the, whatever the, the big guys contribute. I mean, all the formulas came together for Edmonton today. It,
4: it was a good game. I, it, the first line wasn't as dominant as we've seen in a number of games this year, but the Oilers as a whole were dominant because second third and fourth lines played very well kept things going offensively kept things the momentum going they at the end of the game they didn't have to overtax their number one line I don't know if, if, if Connor's line came out in the last three four minutes of the game I don't, what were their minutes tonight lower the plays
3: 1917 dry sidal plays 1849 rarely are we so, saying anything under
4: 20 minutes yeah. usually it's 23 to 27 so and,
3: and often Eight to ten in the third period today <laughs> yeah. that could be dialed back, which
4: is kind of nice, and it's good for the rest of the players to get some some consistency in their game, getting a little extra ice time. And the only way you get that is if you play well and you have a lead. And the Oilers tonight had a comfortable lead throughout the third period.
3: All right, four nothing, the Oilers win it. Let's go back down to their dressing room for GCL Diesel, genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices. GCLDiesel.com. Here's Alex Chase on.
7: Yeah, I don't have to answer any of you guys' question about depth <laughs> scoring for five days. Uh, no, obviously, I, um, a little bit of a wake-up call for me earlier in the week. Um, I thought uh, i responded well Wall with that. Um, I thought tonight, just personally, I thought I was around it the whole night. Um, felt like I was playing on the inside around the net. Puck was following me. When I play that way, usually good things happen. So, uh, obviously, nice to get an opportunity on the part play with those guys and uh, a couple of good looks. And uh, glad the first one um, is off now, and I can just focus the rest of my game.
1: Four different goal scorers tonight. Uh, pretty well balanced attack today.
7: I, I say so. I, I thought. Uh, I thought the way we we responded in the second period, uh, we kind of took over. Uh, her pace a little bit. Execu- execution was a lot better, and um, obviously Miko was great uh, again tonight. So um, contribution from uh, different guys. Uh, your best players are going to be your best players in this league, but uh, I've said this times and times again. Um, when you get guys on any given night coming in and pulling on the rope, that's what makes. Uh, that's what's going to make this team dangerous. Your mom was here. Yeah. Does that help? <laughs> she might have to stay for the rest of the month. <laughs> no, it's good to see her. Uh, it's hard uh it's hard in the season to see family. Um Obviously, we're out west. Uh, our schedule so far this year has kind of been two at home, three on the road, two at home, three on the road. So uh, I know my mom uh, was uh, kind of pushing all summer for a mom's trip. Uh, my dad has had five, so uh, she said enough of that. Uh, it's time for me to, to get on one of those. So um, it's good to see her last night. Um, she was here tonight. I'm sure she's had a few glasses of wine, so she'll be happy.
6: <laughs> What's
7: Maryland. Maryland. Yeah.
6: How do we spell that?
7: M-A-R-I-L-Y-N. Okay, so...
3: All right, that's Alex Chase on The uh, the Oilers' mothers are here today, and then they go on the road trip to California, so that's why Alex being asked questions about that. And Now you also got the spelling of his mother's name, so that's pretty cool. on gets the goal as the Oilers take down the New Jersey Devils 4-0 tonight for their 11th win of the season. Uh, I'm going to give the adjustment of the game. The... The NHL should hire the count from Sesame Street, courtesy <laughs> of the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts you, a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. Now, Rob, you're right. The Oilers did have too many men on the ice. Yep. After this, and, and uh, I retweeted a uh, tweet from a user called the FAUF, F A U P H. Uh, he sent me a nice screen cap of the of the Devils in possession of the puck, with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys on the ice with possession of the puck yeah, right further on. But it, you see? You don't have kids, do you?
4: So when you play, when your kids are playing in minor hockey, and the other team is up by four, you're allowed to put extra men on the ice. <laughs> okay. So that's what happened. That's right there.
3: what the Devils were doing. Okay. Well, good for them. That was, I don't know how they didn't, I mean, it well, didn't, the, didn't matter. The reason, it was just, it was, to me, it was so obviously yeah, the, too I mean, many men on New Jersey. So the New Jersey, They had the puck right in front of their the, own the Jersey, bench. The
4: New Jersey player made the mistake because he had the puck and they were making a change and he turned back towards the bench. None of the players that came onto the ice when they were switching, they are all by the bench, none of them got involved in the play. So that's why I think the ref let that one go. When it came to the Oilers, I mean, Neil made a mistake. Neil went to the bench and he was touching the boards, looking at the bench. His men jumped onto the ice and skated, and he was almost, he was at center. And then Neil jumped back into the play, which was right along the boards. So Neil, that was too many men. The fans weren't happy because at one point, as you said, minor hockey rules, you're allowed to put eight guys on in a four nothing lead game. New Jersey had a bunch of players on the ice. But a lot of the Jersey players are smaller, so you can't see them as well. So I think you're allowed to do that as as well. So the referee didn't notice it. But yeah, I after seeing your video conclusive <laughs> evidence, I will give you that maybe there should have been co- coincidental too many men on the ice penalties. That would have been funny. I've never seen that before, though. Coincidental too many men well, on the ice penalties. Well, if the
3: Devils one would have been blown dead, the this one never would have been called, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, they both had... There
4: was, four, there was 14 players on the ice right there at one moment. That's quite a few players. <laughs> all, a, all in one small like area. It's a football game yeah.
3: all, of a, all of a sudden. Oilers win at 4-0 over New Jersey, 780 You can also text 630-630. Let's bring Tony onto the show. Hey, Tony, how are you doing?
5: not too bad. Um, I got a couple of comments and uh, a question for Rob. The, one con- the comments I have are... Um, this is just me. Or does it seem like the refing has gone down a little bit? You know, I've, I'm, you know, I'm not biased. Like I'll call both for both teams, but it seems like the refs are calling a lot, a little bit more on the Oilers. Because another one is, you know, how when the puck gets thrown into the netting, you know, by a stick, shouldn't there be like I don't know a penalty or something because it happens more now than ever. And also, do you think Mike Smith is maybe a little annoyed the fact that he's not starter because he has been his career?
4: Uh, there's a lot of things there. Uh, I, I think the refing is actually better now than it was ten, fifteen years ago because there's two refs in the in the game, so I think the refing is better. Uh, I throwing the puck into the netting. The netting's up there simply to protect the fans. So I don't. I mean, there's a penalty if you throw the the puck in into the netting in your own zone but you're not going to do it anywhere else. And Mike Smith right now he'd love he would love to crease every game if he has but he, and get he, it. But right now he he's he's a team player and he understands that his goaltending partner has been lights out and he, he's helping the team win. So I don't think Mike Smith has I think he's happy when Koskinen does as well as he does because that means his team is winning, and right now his team is having a great start to the season.
3: Yeah, he knew the deal, and in fact, his deal includes bonuses based on how many appearances he has, so he he knew exactly, hey, I I play better, I play more, I make more money. I mean, that's sometimes people write in and say, why aren't contracts based on you score this many goals, this is your salary? Well, Smith's salary is kind of kind of directly tied into how he does this season and, and I don't think that they're ever unless obviously there's an injury but I don't, I don't think they're ever going to start a guy five, six, seven in a row even if he's playing well I, I mean I, I think I would put Koskinen back in against the Ducks and then I think Smith plays against the Sharks yep Oh, but, or you could go the opposite way and it
4: wouldn't even... Well, you know.
3: true. I mean, they've been going kind of going back and forth anyway. Uh,
4: yeah, I mean, you, you can't really go wrong. Both goaltenders have played well. Both goaltenders have given them quality starts. And that's what they need and that's what they want. And you don't want one guy to get to, to play four or five in a row and the other guy get stale because the formula that they've been using thus far has worked. And you want to continue to have it work. Uh, having two quality goaltenders that you know can give you a win and steal a game for you any given night that is a, a luxury that the Oilers have not had in a long, long time, so they're going to ride it as long as they can.
3: $100 donation tonight to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous, courtesy of Ascendant Financial. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascendant Financial. Visit CoveredAlberta.ca. $25 for every goal the Oilers score throughout the season going to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous. So thank you very much, Ascendant Financial. Phil from Stony Plains says, Guys, I'd say Ken Holland has some serious issues to deal with. We have a good team, depth on defense, too many decent forwards that all qualify as NHL players, a few quality forwards chomping at the bit on the farm, same situation on defense. He has a Yessi Pugliarvi problem and a cap issue. Do we look at trades that include high-paid defensemen and Yessi for a first or second line forward? What does Holland do with the tools he has to improve the team to make us a cup contender this year as compared to a team that's going to make the playoffs, which was the goal at the beginning of the year? Okay, well, a lot in there from Phil. I, I don't know if Phil, uh, Ken, Hall, uh, Ken Holland is going to do much in the short term. I don't think Ken Holland or anybody really saw this as a, a team on the verge of winning the Stanley Cup. As, as much as that's the ultimate goal and there's been a lot of disappointment here, I, I don't know if anybody saw that. I, I think he wants to see some of these guys play. Mm-hmm. Haas and Nygaard and Pearson had never played in the NHL before. I think he wanted to see how the goaltending plan we just talked about was going to work out. I think he wanted to see if some depth depth players, maybe the you know the Caras and those guys of the world, the Patrick Russells were going to grab their opportunities. I, I don't know if he's, you know, could be moved and they could and that's something that's going to happen in the next month. It has to happen in the next month before December or, 1st or it's not happening. Right. If it doesn't happen by December 1st it does it doesn't no. happen. Um, the cap situation could change for next year if there's, you know, some older players who are maybe moved along or bought out to bring up some players from the farm. I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think he, I don't think Holland is looking at anything short term, saying, okay, no. I got to, I got to do it now. I got to make a splash. I, I, mean, hey, you know what? If the Oilers win eleven out of eighteen games all season long and are on that pace, maybe he does start thinking, okay, but maybe I can do something. Okay, but but
4: uh, I've never been a believer in, in renting a player. I never have believed that giving up assets for some guy that's going to be with you for fifteen games and hopefully a playoff run, and then you're not going to have him him or the assets the next year. I think it, it, if Holland sees something that can make this team better this year, but also next year and the year after, then he, he will make a move. But I don't think that the, the Oilers, where they are right now, want to start giving up assets or start moving players for somebody that is just gonna come and hopefully play the rest of the season with them. And then after that, he's gone. So. I think Ken Holland right now is just still evaluating and I think the evaluation process isn't just going to be till December 1st or January 1st this evaluation is going to go probably till the beginning of March and then when is, the, when is the trade deadline this year is it in March I don't even know the exact yeah. date it's so, usually it, late February Yeah, March. so like a couple weeks before that I think that's how long this evaluation is going to go with the Oilers players and and then he'll decide what he's going to do going forward. But I've never been a believer in renting someone because if you go through all the past players that have been rented and what teams have given up and the lack of success those teams have had, and then all of a sudden for the next two or three years they don't have a first-round pick because they had some guy that played four playoff games for them and then the team bowed out, makes no sense to me.
3: Uh, Trade deadline's February 24th. We'll talk about that closer to the trade deadline. Oilers win it 4 nothing over the Devils. Here's New Jersey's Taylor Hall for BDO First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, Licensed Insolvency Trustees.
2: Yeah, no, I didn't. Um, but at the end of the day, you lose 4 cob. It's, uh, it's tough, so um, just got to find a way to get better.
8: Why do you guys think you're struggling with just finding that consistent style of play?
2: I don't know. If we knew the answer, it's probably... Um, Probably be doing it. It's, uh, it's a it's hard league, and especially on the road, you have to find your game early, and you have any kind of let up, um, a couple of bad shifts, and ends up in the back of your net. That's all it was. Like, though it was a couple of bad shifts, and, like two bad shifts in the second period. And that was really legit, but... Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I thought we, you know, we had some good um, sustained uh, periods of time where where we played well, and, and probably uh, maybe deserved a goal or two, but. Um, like I said, that's that can happen, um, especially on the road, especially against a team that, um, you know, they're playing pretty dangerous right now. And we didn't seem to have an answer for that in the second period. What's happening that you can't get shots on the power play? Yeah, it wasn't a great night. I think all of us, um, we forced plays. We um, When we did shoot, it was... It was out of the zone um, pretty quickly after, and didn't really have any um, any ozone time where it was more than 10, 15 seconds. Um, pretty disappointing, especially on a night where um, could have maybe got you back in the game.
1: You guys had that stretch where the power play was doing really well, and you guys were
3: really riding with it, had some momentum. Uh, did anything? Uh, you guys aren't running anything different. So
2: what's changed? Is it just not being able to generate? Or yeah, I I don't know. I mean. Just you get on the road and sometimes you, you struggle a little bit. Um, it's up to guys like me to be better on there.
0: You guys have had a few of these
3: now where you played well enough to win, but you know I didn't get the outcome that you would have hoped. Did these are these starting to wear on you guys at all?
2: It's tough for sure. I mean, you, you're here to win games, and um, you know, when you play well enough to to have a chance, it's uh, it's tough, but. Um, we lost by four, so maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't that close. Maybe, um, maybe it just felt like that. But I, I, I thought on that back-to-back, we we had a good effort. Um, guys stepped up and and really improved from last night. So we'll take what we can from it.
3: All right, that is Taylor Hall. His New Jersey Devils beaten four nothing tonight by the Edmonton Oil. There's more post-game reaction, more of your phone calls. 780-496-0063 when we bring you back inside Studio 99. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630. Ch- he turns it over as he hit the Oilers line. Eugene Ampkins gave it right back. He cheer, quick check, the save made by Miko Koskinen. And a tough chance for Koskinen. There's your save of the game, courtesy Jiffy Lube. Be wise, Winter Rise, Koskinen was not beaten tonight. 26 saves for the shutout. Oilers beat the Devils 4-zip. Here's Koskinen.
8: You know, I think that's the most important thing. We're, we're here for our Edmonton Oilers and uh, try to win as much game as we can. And uh, you know, when you do this, you feel every time fresh and uh, it's good.
9: Michael.
1: You haven't allowed more than three goals in a game this season. It's, is this fair to say that this is probably one of your best stretches of hockey so far?
8: Oh, I don't know. That's that's up to you guys. Felt I like felt that I played pretty well last last year and sometimes too, but it's tough to say. Uh
1: it's four different goal scorers today. Was that as well-balanced as an effort from your club this season?
8: Oh, yeah, that was great. Great to see so many goal scorers tonight. and We got, like, Chaser got his first goal of the year, so that's, I think, a big boost for him. And he's going to... Score so many more more goals in the
1: future. A lot of the storylines have been about how the top two guys have been getting the goals, and talk about the bottom six scoring. Is it kind of rewarding and refreshing to see those guys get on the score sheet a little bit?
8: Yeah, of course I'm happy happy for them, and uh, you know they're all all great players, and it's just like a matter of the time when they're gonna score more goals.
3: All right, there's Miko Koskinen, first shutout of the season for him. Second Oilers shutout this year. Mike Smith did shut out the Winnipeg Jets, but he, he didn't did, get yep. the win. The Oilers lost 1-0 in a shootout. Alright, you can text 6-30, Ron from Lloyd says, you have to like the record, 11-5 and uh, 2. I th- thought they would be better, however, I'm presently surprised it's as good as it is. I like Haas and the speed he brings. He seems to be getting better each game. Bear has been impressive. I like what Pearson brings as well. Which of the Oh, wow. we got some people really looking ahead tonight. Uh, Ron says, which of the current men will be the odd men out when Bouchard and Jones are ready? <laughs> well, that's, that's, uh,
4: that's a long that's, way in the future. That'll be, uh, I mean, next year at the earliest for both of them. If well, Jones both of them could, are ever could be play here. this year. Well, he could, but if, he, if you Bouchard's want both guys year, in, yeah, yeah. Yeah. no. I, this, I mean, you'd look at I yeah, I'm not, guys I can't, later I can't, in their careers. Yeah, you, you can't know, even look at that. Yeah. Who knows that they? I mean, who knows? There's, there could be a trade. A young player could be traded away at before that time. So you don't know who's going to be in the lineup next year. So no.
3: Wow, people are really thinking ahead. Forget about, well, one, it's funny, one, it's for, forget about one game at a time.
4: Well, well it's weird. Like I, I know that in the past 13 years, there's been a lot of times in November that people wanted to look ahead <laughs> and see who we we're going to have next year. I think let's live in the moment this year because we're doing well. This is fun. We're winning hockey
3: games. By the way, Adam Larson could be ready in a week and a half, so there's potentially a decision on defense yeah, I, I, right there.
4: To me, I never ever look at what a lineup could be in the future, especially when you look at the back end, because uh, the odds of everyone being healthy when, when Larson gets back are you know, 50-50 at best. So you wait until the day that it comes, and then you make the decision. Uh, but it, the, the Oilers will be a better team when Larson gets back and he's healthy and playing at the level that we've seen him play in the past.
3: That'll be our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. Joel Pearson. Tippett said, I think you need a night off, mental and physical break. Comes back tonight, two assists, first two points of his career. He played
4: well. Uh, I think that might be the difference uh, of a player that's got a little bit of experience. I know his experience is overseas as opposed to a young call-up from the minors. He he understood what he did wrong. He understood how he had to get better. He didn't get down on himself when he's not in the lineup. When he came back out, uh, there was no hesitation in his game. He went out and was doing the things that made him successful earlier in the season. I thought he played very well. Good decisions with the puck. Again, you uh, noticed him in a couple plays where he got the, well, the one where he got set up the, the goal that Neal scored. But other than that, you didn't notice him a whole lot, and that's a good thing. Because he's a quiet defender, he does his best with just little plays that don't bring a lot of attention to himself. There was no big mistakes in his game tonight. Uh, Harrison was good and uh, continues to give the Oilers solid minutes when he's in the lineup.
3: Four nothing, the Oilers win it tonight. Let's go back down to the Devils' dressing room for BDO First Call Debt Solutions, bankruptcies and consumer proposals, licensed insolvency trustees. Here's their goaltender Corey Schneider.
0: uh,
6: yeah, I mean, I thought we played pretty well, honestly, up to that point, um, you know, we kind of kept them at bay. They obviously got a good look at the dry side of breakaway, but, you know, they bury there as we didn't, you know, we hit crossbar in our breakaway and that was a difference until then. But up to then I thought, I thought we played pretty well structure wise, keeping their top guys, um, you know, not letting them be too threatening. And then uh, obviously, those two goals quickly there towards the end of the second, um, you know, made the change in the game. How did you feel the defensive core
3: handled losing Votnin for an extended period
6: of time? Again, I I think overall, uh, we did a really good job handling most of it. Um, You know, uh, a couple of goals were just, you know, tips or just some breakdowns like that, but it wasn't like it was, you know, major, major breakdowns over and over again. We weren't conceding too many odd man rushes and, you know, if we got hemmed in, we were able to survive, it seemed like, but again, losing Sammy early on doesn't help on a back-to-back, but I thought our 5D, they stepped up. They played a lot of minutes and, and did the best they could.
9: Corey, just for you personally, how do you feel after this one? Uh,
6: again, it's 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 it sucks to lose. It's just simple. Um, just as a team, personally, individually, it, it never it never feels good. So, um, you know, it doesn't matter how you felt out there. It doesn't matter what you did or didn't do. Uh, the end result right now is the same. So, um, just have to, like I said, try to. Come up with a win to end this trip and split it, and uh, and head back home. But uh, we got another big one Sunday, so I think that's where everyone's focus right now. We're not going to dwell on this one for too long.
3: Corey Schneider having a tough year so far for the Devils. Now 0-4 and 1 after spending a good stretch of years. I mean, Bob Bob referenced he had a six-year stretch where he had the best save percentage in the NHL. I mean, is that the tail end of his career? But he. he was an exceptional goalie, and I'm sure he's going to have a good stretch this year as well, but he's off to a tough start.
4: He's off to a tough start. The team is off to a tough start. Uh, they, they just they make a lot of mistakes. I, I know they have speed. I know they have skill, but I, I didn't see a lot of battle level with them tonight. I think that when the Oilers became a little more physical, when the Oilers got in on the floor checked, uh, I don't think that New Jersey had a response to that. Uh, and then as far as Schneider, he didn't make the big save that the team desperately needed from him. Now, I don't know if any of the goals you could say he's got to have that. But when you've you're, you got a team in front of you that is fragile, a team not playing very well, and a team desperate for points, you need, you need a goalie sometimes to steal one for you tonight. And he didn't. And, I mean, it's, it's got to be frustrating. It's been a tough couple years. For, for Schneider and the New Jersey Devils, and that's after a ton of success. He was one of the best goalies in the league for for, for a long, long time. It's gotta be hard some days putting the jersey on, knowing that, ooh, hey, I gotta keep it close, and the way I'm playing right now, it's probably a 50-50 chance that's not gonna happen. Did you notice
3: Simmons either the two games?
4: Yeah. In all honesty, I, I thought about him a few times when I saw him out on the, the ice. He, to me, does not look like the player that we would see when the Oilers used to play against Philadelphia. He was uh, an emotional leader, a physical leader. He was a guy that just was always involved in something. Uh, I thought he played, in the both games the Oilers played him, I thought he played two very, very quiet games to the point where I'm like, ooh, maybe his best years are gone for him, and that was a signing that the the Devils might regret. But, yeah, I agree. Uh, He... He is the type of player that Devils team needs. They need him to be abrasive because that, to me, that New Jersey Devil team is a seems like a small, fast, skilled team without the abrasiveness. That's what he was brought in to do, and I didn't notice it all tonight.
3: Oilers win at 4 nothing as we check the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers? Head to edmontontrailer.com. In Sweden, earlier today, the Lightning got by the Sabres 3-2. The Red Wings having a tough season, get their fifth win of the year. 4-2 over Boston of all teams. Boston, a couple losses this week. And two goals by? Yeah, Fabry, who was just traded there right after the game on uh, Wednesday.
4: And scores, two. I think they're both power play goals, too. I mean, Fabry is a, a kid that has a ton of skill, and there was a ton of potential for him, but it was I had a hard time staying healthy. Hopefully he finds his health and resurrects his career in Detroit, and I can tell you they desperately need someone to... to help that franchise right now because it has been uh, some dark times in Detroit over the last little while.
3: The Jets beat the Canucks 4-1 in the Western Hockey League. Man, the Oil Kings looked like they had it. They were up 3 nothing in the third. Lethbridge comes back to win 4-3 in a shootout. Your old teammate Brad Lauer probably not happy tonight.
4: I thought you were going to say my old teammate scored for Lethbridge. I'm like, he's an over, over, age. He's really man. overage. No, Brad Lauer will not be happy about a, giving up a 3 nothing lead on the road.
3: Raptors won 122-104 over New Orleans. Defensive back Money Hunter from the Edmonton Eskimos injured in practice yesterday, and uh, he had surgery on his hand-slash-wrist today. Just reading the reporting here by our Morley Scott, so likely Arjun Colhoun going to re-enter the starting lineup. He was activated earlier this week. Season on the line for the Eskimos Sunday, 9.30. Countdown to kickoff here on 6.30, Chad. Game at 11, so we'll have the East semifinal for you. Uh, We'll uh, follow along with the West game between Winnipeg and Calgary, and at 5.30, we have our face-off show to get you ready for the Oilers and the Ducks at 7. That's going to be a fun Saturday. Uh, I believe the New England Patriots have a bye this week. Our next caller will know. Patriots coming off uh, what I can only describe as an alarming loss and certainly makes you wonder about the future of that organization Actually, I think as he, we bring in Scott in Boston. I
4: think last time he was on the phone, he guaranteed an undefeated Super Bowl winning season. I think he did. I think he, he, did. he did,
3: Scott. Now, now what are you going to say? You jinxed it all. Am I on? Yes, you <laughs> are. <laughs> yes, you're, yes, you're on. All right. He, he, Notice he,
5: when they lost that game. And I have a couple points to get to on Edmonton with hockey. And Rob, I have another trivia for you, brother. brother. All
4: right. I'm ready.
5: All right, so the Patriots, real quick, we'll touch base on this. Did you notice Bill Belichick taking notes the whole game? He knows 16-0 and is probably not going to happen. But if these two teams meet up again in the playoffs, the Patriots will smoke them. They're gonna, they go, okay, Lamar Jackson, you threw us a curveball, and we weren't ready, and you got us, you got us. But next time, <clears throat> get ready. Patriot- Patriots win the Super Bowl, 100%. That is, your, barring injury, 100%. The Patriots okay. are winning the Super Bowl. I wrote that down
3: quickly on the Oilers.
5: Go ahead. All right. Yeah, I don't like the goalie situation. Why? I'm a firm believer in having a number one goalie. Name the last time you, you saw a Stanley Cup champion that had alternating goalies. You never Animo see it. grant Fear. Who?
4: Animo Moe grant Well, the Fear. second year Pittsburgh. No, Rob.
5: fure was rounds. the number one I'm sorry to interrupt you there, Reed Grant Fuhr was easily well, number no, you...
4: Ki- we're, we're not talking about... Uh, we're we're order, so far away from talking it, about the Orders getting yes, a
3: Stanley Cup. We're talking Stop, about right, right
4: now getting the, the team to the playoffs and having Why alternating goaltenders. Why can't they
5: establish a number one goalie?
4: Because both goaltenders are playing well right now.
5: And you got to pick one. It's you like having to, two girlfriends. No, you got not Because
4: they're, they're both playing well. Why would you have to pick one?
5: Uh, it just gives you rhythm. It gives you... Um well, they're, they're in a
4: great rhythm right now because they've got two goalies playing great. That's a great rhythm. Every team, in the, I, I guarantee you, every team in the National Hockey League would love to have two goalies that they can put in alternating every night knowing that they're going to get quality starts. They would love to have that.
5: Don't you think each goal, and again, don't dump me, Reed. I have trivia. But don't you think each goalie, Caskett and uh, Mike Smith, are sitting there going, I'm the better goalie. I should be starting oh, every I hope night. Well, I, hope so, I, I would but hope they are, they, yeah. They,
3: they were, they were straight-up told in the summer. Tippett even said he told them, I hope you each play 41 games, and you play 41 all great right. games each. All there right. was there was I guess, no – right. I, we'll no, I understand what you're saying about teams that ultimately win cups, but we're – a long way from that. Do your trivia now, please, Scott. All right.
5: I guess we'll agree to disagree on that. I don't like it. I want a number one goalie. But here we go. Trivia. Rob, you ready?
4: I, I am ready.
5: All right. We, we all know 50 goals in 50 games is a huge benchmark, right?
4: Yeah.
5: Gretzky has the quickest. 39 games he got it done. 50 yeah. goals in 39 games. Yeah. Now, this is a two-part trivia question. If you can nail both of these, I'm going to drop my phone and, and, and go to bed. All right. Who? You better not be cheating on Google. I'm not cheating.
4: You never give me time to cheat.
5: All right. We don't
3: have. We well, don't know how to use computers. Go ahead. We don't, Edmonton hasn't got computers. I
5: don't even yet. have a computer. There's
4: here. no Wi-Fi in Edmonton. I
5: want to visit Edmonton one day. I love. I love hockey so much. <laughs> yeah. I Come would in love- January. Rob, it's the best time Rob to be and here.
3: I won't be around. Always uh, January.
5: Reed, I'd expect to meet you for a beer. Now listen. Here we go. Wayne Gretzky, 50 goals in 39 games. Here's the question. Who? Did he play to uh, to get 50 in the 39th game and how many goals did he score that night? He scored Name five the team? against
4: the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh my
5: god. That's that's so that easy. That's so no, is that, that was easy? really hard.
4: That's really, really hard. I'm just really smart.
5: You're right, Tip, Scott. That, imagine how that. sick that is five goals in the 39th game. I've been well, a Husky fan know, since.
4: How about all the people that were in Vancouver the next night that bought bought tickets because they thought Wayne Gretzky yeah. was going wow. like, yeah. well, to do it in Vancouver. You the re-raised
5: team. me. I didn't even know that. You, <laughs> just, you just educated me. How good was, oh, who was... Who was better? I think Mario Lemieux. Ready for this one? This is going to piss off a lot of people. I think Mario Lemieux had more raw talent than Wayne Gretzky, but he but he, he was cu- cut short with injuries and cancer.
3: Well, he was cut short. He was but cut short. Scott, Scott we're going to have to ask you to save the, the second part for the next time. Thanks a lot for calling. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. You're still going to hear from the Nuge. The Oilers beat the Devils 4-0. We're live in Studio 99, Overtime Open Line, courtesy Heartland Ford. My Oilers Hockey
0: is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630
5: Chad.
3: Now it's Wayne Simmons on his back end. Scampering to the point. Shot redirected off. Clip bomb and run. And it stayed out. Koskinen knocked it down. Launched ahead for Dreisaitl. Breakaway. Back her Score. Five hole on Corey Schneider. Leon Dreisaitl his 14th of the year. And Edmonton takes a 1-0 lead. Turns out to be the game winner in a 4-0 Oilers win over the New Jersey Devils. Ryan Nugent Hopkins one of his two assists tonight on that goal. Here's the new choice.
9: Uh Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good 60 for us uh, all the way through. I mean, it started with uh, Miko making some big saves, especially early. That kind of gives you a jump start, and uh, then it just started from our D up to the forwards. Um, so it was, it was a good response after last game. I mean, uh, we lost the two in a row, so it's uh, definitely nice to finish off a little homestand here with a win. And a
6: little bit about uh, just kind of the importance of it, you know, being a nice in the Pacific Division, and it's hard to continue that kind of pace, but just continuing to, to be victorious and working your way pretty soon to the quarter point of the season.
9: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, we, we set ourselves up uh, good in the first 15, 16 games here, and uh, we got to keep that rolling. And um, I mean, it's a lot of fun when uh, when you're feeling good and you're winning, and uh, things uh, things just kind of come to you a little bit when uh, when you're on a roll like that. So uh, we got to get back to it a little bit. I think tonight, uh, tonight was a big win for us. Uh, we, we worked for it and uh, I came out with the two points, which is big. What
6: about for you individual you got
9: the helmet I mean just uh, three assists just how you felt about kind of the way things were flowing for you um, I think I had just the two I think Chaser got a tip on the uh, on uh, Neither's goal there but um, but I mean uh, regardless it was uh, for our line to get going uh, and uh, get some production going it's definitely nice and um, I mean even if we don't score uh, we want to be producing uh, or creating chances and um, at least getting momentum for our team and tonight uh, I thought we did a better job of that and then we got that one goal so it was, uh, it was definitely
1: nice to get that one. Ryan, Nico <clears throat> confidence is, has not allowed more than three goals in a game this season but you've been getting it from both goaltenders. When you're getting consistency in the crease like that, what does that do for the rest of your club? Uh, it,
9: it gives us a lot of confidence for sure. Um, like you said, both goalies have been huge for us. They've made some big saves and big moments in games and uh, that's all you can ask from them and, uh, and when you see that it kind of gives you a little boost and Miko uh, made some big saves to start the game and uh, then we kind of rolled off of that so uh, I mean it's awesome when we have uh, two guys that are just kicking it and, uh, and feeling good. So, like I said, it just gives us a lot of confidence.
3: Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, the second star tonight. Joel Pearson the third star. He had his first two NHL points, both assists. And Miko Koskinen, the first star of the shutout, 26 saves. The Oilers go to 11-5-2, beating the Devils 4 nothing. Okay, Sunday, here's what's happening on 630, Chad. Going to be fun. 930 countdown to kickoff kickoff at 11, Eskimos Alouettes in the East semifinal and then 5.30 face-off show game at 7, Oilers at Ducks. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer back at 6.30 Chet and to Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Rogers Place. Oilers Hockey is presented by World of Spas, overtime open line courtesy Heartland Ford. You can get more on this 4-0 win on 630chet.com, globalnews.ca On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night.